Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. This episode, this chick, you all know her. She needs no fucking introduction. Sit back, grab a glittery glass of champagne because Morgan Willette is back on FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. All right, you guys. It is a fun fucking Girl Talk episode today. I actually didn't know what we were going to talk about when we sat down to record this. I had some questions from you guys. Um and some idea of like where we might go. But we ended up getting the fucking tea, the tea on who she's dating, the tea on her fucking ass ex. Like we really like covered all the bases and there's a lot of golden nuggets in here for those of you that need some inspiration um, and some like really good direction of where to go if you're single, if you're in a relationship, um, if you're just like existing through life, how not to settle. Um, and really coming back from a narcissistic relationship and how you're going to trust again moving forward. That goes for romantically or otherwise, because I get that question all the fucking time. And we really dive into that. So sit back and enjoy uh, another Girl Talk episode with Morgan Willette. Morgan motherfucking Willette, welcome back to FML Talk. Happy 2024. I'm so excited. This is honestly the best way to ring in the new year. Um, chit-chatting with you. So I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, dude. I feel like whenever we get on, it's like more girl talk unhinged. And that's my favorite type of episode to do. Like all the walls are down and I'm just like, how chaotic can we be? (laughs) (laughs) Same. I know. I was like brainstorming. I was like, oh, do I want to do certain topics, like listener questions? I was like, honestly, my favorite thing is just chit-chatting with you and seeing what like unhinged road we decide to go down. So I'm ready for all, it. All of the unhinged roads. <laughs> I, whenever I like say that we're doing a podcast together, people like DM me and they're like, you guys need to have your own show together because we love listening to this. And I'm like, yeah, in our spare time. Yeah. And all <laughs> because now you have a child. I honestly have no excuses, but for some reason, like I'm just like a busy individual. But in another lifetime, I would love a joint show. Same, same. One day, maybe. We'll One see. day. <laughs> um, okay. So first of all, I feel like we have on FML Talk watched your progression of this like dating journey that you've been on. The first episode you did was like the first time you spoke about, you know, the breakup with your rotten fruit ex boyfriend. But also kind of forget. Um, and then you came back and it was like, I'm single, I'm thriving, I'm being free at um, what's the fucking Nashville festival that I don't go to stagecoach. Stage it's not yeah. even Nashville. I meant like <laughs> same country. Thing. I, I, I yeah. get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after that, it was like your epic solo adventure. So like, it's like 
you've progressively gone from like how we all have felt when we've gotten broken up with after like a narcissistic, manipulative, bullshit relationship to this like free, epic, like I'm okay with being single vibe, which I think is so necessary and important. Yeah. So A, I commend you for that. B, let's talk about (laughs) all of the chaos and like difficulties that people deal with and go through when you're then trying to explore a new healthy relationship, but Uh you're so fucked up from the last one. You guys, the texts I've gotten from Morgan at 3 a.m. in the morning (laughs) being like, Gabrielle, like and they, they're they're often right. <laughs> yeah no you were the first person I always reach out to mainly because I just know that you've also gone through it and yeah. look at you now like you're, you're married you're in a healthy relationship you have a whole ass child which by the way still every time I realize you have a whole child which I don't know why I say a whole ass child like it'd be half a no, child I no still, like, no I still I I do the same thing I look at him and I'm like oh I made you you're like a whole fucking human that's just chilling here and I like I own you now it's like wow yes yeah, like you <laughs> have a small child to take care of now but it's like you, you are someone that I look up to it's like okay if I look over the trajectory of my life like I really do look at yours I'm like hey Aww. marriage kids but like also you still live on your own timeline like you're not like you still are you, if that makes sense. So I'm like, and that's what I want for myself. So anytime I'm going through it, which is a lot more often than not recently, um, (laughs) I instantly text you and your response is always like something along the lines of like, shut up. You're (laughs) fine. You're literally okay. Like this is normal. Stop doing this. But it's hard. It's really hard. And it's so funny. I was actually just talking to plot twist. I have a man staying at my apartment right now who actually just walked out of the door to go on an eight mile run because, okay, people do because that. Because of course, that's the person that you would find. We're going to get to the plot twist and we'll dig into that. Cause like I literally put up on my Instagram, I was like, questions for Morgan. And everyone was like, how to be a man, how to be a man. <laughs> like, we want to know about him. <laughs> yes, we'll get into that. But it's so funny that we're bringing all this up because last night I was actually talking to him and I like kind of got upset because I've realized a lot of my triggers and a lot of the issues I'm having, even now that I'm healed and I feel healthy and I'm ready for a good relationship, they're all tied back to a narcissistic relationship. And it's frustrating. I was telling him and I'm like, I don't want you to think that I'm still into my ex. I don't want you to think that I'm obsessing over this relationship, but I don't think people understand how difficult it is. Yeah. Three years later, like I'm still dealing with the reper- repercussions of that, of just yeah. like things like you don't even realize until like I say it out loud and I kind of do the little thought onion and I like <laughs> find the root of it. I'm like, oh, the root of all of this stems from that stupid relationship still three years later. So if you're going yeah. through a narcissistic relationship, know that like it gets easier, but like it takes so much time. Yeah. And find a partner who isn't going to shame you for that, but instead Mm -hmm. will be like, oh, shit, this sucks that this is like all baggage that they're carrying because of this asshole person. How can I help them like unpack it and heal it? Because we talk about on this show all the time, relationships, romantic or not, in any capacity when they're in your life are to mirror stuff so that you can heal that Mm -hmm. shit. So all of the stuff that I'm sure you're being triggered by and that's getting brought up now is so that you can heal 
those past wounds, whether that's to be with this particular person or someone else in the future, like right. it's all happening for a reason. So take me back to, I'm going to take credit for this relationship because Morgan spiraled the fuck out and was like, <laughs> I have to go on a cruise and now I have to yep. go alone. Should I just cancel? And I was like, no, bitch, you always go. You okay, always you- go. <laughs> Honestly, Gabrielle, you are the reason all the things in my life have actually like worked out because if we look <laughs> back on all this, you're the one who told me to go on the solo trip. Yes. When the cruise got canceled, you were also the very first person. It's like, I should have known what you're going to say, but like, sometimes I just need you to verbalize what I'm thinking. And you're like, yeah, go on the cruise. And now lo and behold, um, that led to a hot Australian man sitting in my apartment. Hot Australian man. So just for a little bit of backstory, we'll give you guys a little bit of like a peek behind the curtain of our actual friendship and like offline. Um, I call him the lump. That is my nickname for him because I, I think it was you guys were texting each other when you were like having to separate the first time. Yes. And one of, one of you was like, I feel like there's like a lump in my throat. And I was like, Morgan, he's the lump. <laughs> So now I like text her. I'm like, can I have a lump date? What's a going on date. with the lump? Like we love the lump. <laughs> I know. And I, I really need to fill him in on this because he will be so confused. Like I almost <laughs> wish that he was here, like listening in the other room being like, wait, I'm called the lump. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like there, there is a reason why it's actually cute and endearing. If you, if you know the backstory, if not, you're just like, why the hell are you calling me a lump? Right. Like, like what a weird nickname. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he is the lump and I give you frequent lump dates. Um, most, most recent lump date is it's going well. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. My question, like for you, well, I don't know, maybe now that you're a mom, it's changed, but do you tend to freak the fuck out at the beginning of the year? Like, is that like a weird time for you? Um, Usually it's been one of two ways in the past. Like it's either new year, new me, like let's get to the gym on January 1st and I'm not (laughs) drinking for an extended (laughs) period of time. And like, these are all my goals and let's do a manifestation board. Um, Or like just chaos ensues. Yes. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just a spiral of shit. Um, 
But I do think since becoming a mom, I have stopped giving a fuck a lot mm-hmm. more. Um, I literally went to my chiropractor's office the other day and he's like, oh, is this what they call a balayage? And I'm like, no, bitch, this is what they call my roots have been growing out <laughs> since March when I got married. And now my hair is two different colors. Um, and it's just I just don't care as much anymore. Like mm-hmm. the the. um level of intensity and importance around certain things has dwindled drastically. Mm. Um, And it's like, do I have my health? Is my family happy and healthy? Like, are we as a unit all good? Um, And like, do I have some cool things going on for myself that I look forward to? And like, beyond that, it's kind of like, whatever. Are you freaking the fuck out because of the new year? Are you like, I need to know? Mm -hmm my whole plans. Am I moving to Australia? Are you coming here? When's the next time I'm seeing you? (laughs) It's like you can read my mind. Yes, (laughs) that is currently. And it's funny that you say all that. And I think because it's just me, like my only responsibility right now is me and like my future. Like I don't have a a significant other yet. Um, I don't have a kid, all that stuff. So at the beginning of the year, it's probably it's an exciting time, but the most stressful because I have 365 days in front of me where I'm just like, what is going to happen? Like, what is this year? Like, if I don't take control of it, I feel like it directly just affects me. Like there's no one else. My decisions affect right now because I'm not in charge of anyone. I don't even have a pet. I don't have a dog to take care of. Like, it's just me. Morgan needs a goldfish. We need to get you a goldfish. Baby something. I I can't do a dog (laughs) or a cat yet, but I could do a fish. Like, I, yeah, it's almost like I need an excuse to take care of something else. So there's less pressure on (laughs) just myself. So yeah, maybe I'll get a beta fish. Maybe that's, that's what I've taken away from this. But yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a rocky, like yesterday was great. New Year's, like it was fun. We hung out all the things, but I was so consumed with my thoughts that it almost made it very, very difficult to like be present with someone else. And I I think he could tell like something was on my mind because when I'm overthinking, everyone can tell. Like I I have no poker face. I'm not good at lying. I was just like very consumed in like the what ifs of the year, Um, which like I feel better today. But yeah, I texted you yesterday. I don't even know what I said. I was like in a state of like blackout. (laughs) Should I put you on blast? It was something something along the lines of, I think this is the last time I will be seeing the lump. I don't think he ever wants to see me again. And I was like, Morgan, you better have really good valid proof to back up this statement. And you were like, I do not. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually have no proof. I don't know why I'm thinking that. I actually even asked him today, which like, I don't know why I tend to self-sabotage. I'm like, I'm a very, very confident person in all aspects of life. Like, I'm normally confident. Like I will wear whatever outrageous outfit, not think twice about it. But when it comes to relationships, and again, I've realized this is rooted in the past relationship because I had zero confidence in that narcissistic relationship, but it is very difficult. And I tend to still, I think on my first podcast, I came on with you, like the issue was I wasn't enough in that past relationship. Yeah. Um, And it's carried on where some, I still wonder, I'm like, man, like, I don't know. I just, part of me, like one person is like, ah, man, like I'm not enough. Like, this is great. It's fun now. Like he's coming to visit, but like, this is probably the last time I'll ever see this man again in my whole entire life. Like that's really a hard pill to swallow. And I even asked him today, I was like, so like, um, are you annoyed with me yet? Like, do you want to like 
sw- do you want to like book a flight home early? Like if you can, if you want, like you don't have to stay another five oh my days. God, and Morgan. I know. Like what is wrong okay, with me? He so- literally looked at me like a psychopath. I was like, ah, good. Okay. Yeah. We love the lump. You, you go lump. <laughs> um, you go Cloco. That's what I want to talk about because you you hit the nail on the head. You were like, that all stems from my past relationship, which mm-hmm. is 100% true. And you were like, why do we self-sabotage? Let me break it down for everyone listening. If you have been in a shit relationship and you don't feel like you're enough or you feel like you're always going to get cheated on or like it's never going to work out, you will subconsciously, not in your conscious mind because you'd be fucking psychotic to do that, but <laughs> subconsciously... You will self-sabotage, which looks like being like, hey, you know, you can fly home now if you want or like telling yourself I'm probably never going to see him again to the point where you will then end up creating that as to be your reality or where you're like, I'm just going to pull away and like start playing games or break up with this person before they break up with me. Because in your subconscious mind, you're like, if I do that first, then I won't get hurt like this asshole hurt me Mm -hmm. and I won't have to go through that fucking shit storm again, which it's it it makes sense. It's a protective mechanism, Mm -hmm. but it's never going to get you what you want. Right. No, it it won't. And in fact, it only causes more unnecessary stress. Like it's already a stressful situation. Relationships in general are difficult. Like it's two people trying to figure out what they want, communicating and all that. But then when you're also self-sabotaging, oh my God, then you're just making it 10 times harder for you to figure out what you want. And like, and I'm aware of it. I am so well aware. And that is the good thing as after I think what people can learn from me. And like, if you are in a narcissistic relationship is you will have a self-awareness. You'll be aware of your triggers and your traumas. And I think the most important part is you have to recognize it and act on it. Where it's like, Mm -hmm. I could easily be like, yeah, I'm like self-sabotaging and ignore it and continue to do it. I'm like, okay, I'm self-sabotaging. Let's pause. Let's figure out the root. Why am I doing this? I'm probably still going to do it, but I'm at least like, I have a level of awareness as to like maybe how to control it. And I will say I pride myself now. Thank you to therapy. And the best thing you can do if you're entering a new relationship, but I'm sure you agree is communicate with that person and tell them. Cause at first, like, especially after that relationship, I was almost scared. And I, I wonder if you feel the same where it's like, you know how they always say it's like, oh, it's like a red flag, like the person who talks about their ex all the time or the person who, like bashes their ex and, you know, like they're the crazy one. So I was like, oh, like, I don't want people to think that I'm like obsessed or that yeah. I'm the red flag because like I have this crazy ex and it's like really me who's the crazy person. So I used to kind of shy away from bringing up my past. Yeah. And then I realized it's like, no, that's such a huge part of me. Like I have to bring it up so they can understand yeah. the way my mind works. Listen, guys, if anyone is tuning into this podcast that doesn't regularly listen to FML talk and you're here because you want some tea on Morgan and her ex, (laughs) let me be the first to say I talk about both of my exes at least four to five times a week. It's my job. I've helped a lot of fucking people doing it. And there's a lot of people that are better off for it. We talk about our shit to help other people's Mm -hmm. heal. That's the core of it. And you have to speak truthfully about it. And sometimes that comes off as you bashing them because they were a fucking asshole. Point blank. Period. (laughs) Um, And that's like completely valid and fair. Um, So I I think that it's, you know, when I first sat down with Tay, when I didn't think what 
was happening was a date. I showed up in Lululemons with no fucking makeup on and sat there for two hours and drank martinis and talked about both of my exes and the fact that I was still in love with one of them. Like, and, and now here we you, are. You're married with the child. <laughs> a <Wow>. whole ass <laughs> child. A whole ass child. <laughs> um, so I think it's really important for people to remember when they've come from any type of shitty relationship that things are going to come up and it is so important to communicate them to people. If Mm -hmm. they're the right person, they are going to listen to you expressing those feelings and help you through them. Like I know that you have openly talked to the lump about like I laugh every time I say the lump. Um, it's just better to me than hot Aussie Abiza man. The and he Agreed. has he has responded to you in such a understanding and like then reinforcing like please keep communicating with mm-hmm. me like please keep telling me these things. That's like a huge green flag. Huge. Because that's the type of stuff that I looked for in a relationship that I finally found with Tay was to be like, hey, this is my cuckoo past shit. Can I like talk to you about it? And can you make me not feel crazy? And then can like you help me through it so we get to a better place? Like, right. And I do the same for him. You know, it's that that's a healthy relationship, in my opinion. Absolutely. I just think it's so rare in this day and age to find an emotionally available man. Like I know they exist. They 100% exist. I think you have to go through a lot of shitty ones, but I was even telling him, like, I I literally look at this man. He's also just like really hot. So like that makes it better. But I just like, oftentimes he'll find me staring at him and I'm just like, I don't understand. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you, you and Tay (laughs) just don't exist in 2020, I guess now 2024. It's so rare. And I feel like a lot of people settle because they feel like they'll never find that. And I guess 100% is like, they do exist. And you know, with this situation, like I was a little wary to like talk about this openly, but like, I can't keep secrets to save my freaking life, but whatever. It's, it's hard. Like we live in two separate continents. Like it is what it is, but if it doesn't work out, I at least now know that men like him and Tay exist and I'm deserving of it. So if yes. that's like the silver lining of this, then cool. That That is the purpose that it served, which is like, oh my God, please don't settle. Like I think about the assholes I dated earlier this year or last year. And I'm like, I was obsessed with them. Yeah, I was obsessed dude. with the guy who could care less about me. Didn't text me back. Didn't ask me about my day. I'm like, that's yeah. what I wanted for myself. It's like, no, 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 no. Like hold out, like spend yes. your life alone if you need to, but like wait to find people like this. Yes. I woke up on New Year's Day and Tay had woken up at 630 in the morning, put all of Christmas away, taken down all the ornaments, got the tree out to the trash can, vacuumed. The whole house looked like Christmas had never happened. And that is my love language to Mm -hmm. a T. And then was like, uh, I'm take I'll take the baby go go take a shower and then I walked out and there was a latte waiting for me. Don't fucking settle. And he's hot as shit. Like come on. <laughs> they do exist. They, they do, do exist. <laughs> I promise. I also think it's so funny for the people that are listening to this. I hope you resonate with me on this because I'm looking at you through my screen in y'all need Jesus trucker hat and your blonde locks (laughs) flowing down your fucking perfect face. And I'm like, (laughs) the fact that you walk around and you're insecure and you're like, 
wondering if good men, like you should be with a hot <laughs> fucking man with a bonus accent who with is a like a bonus mo- accent mm-hmm. who's emotionally available. Like, of course you are. I, I look at you and I'm like, Morgan is literally perfect. Like she walked out of the Barbie movie like daily. So like the fact <laughs> that you don't see that in yourself is wild to me because we yeah. all do. Ah, uh, well, thanks. I mean, well, th- thank you. Thank you. My head just grew 10 sizes. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I mean, it goes to show like, and who was I talking about this with recently? One of my friends, but it's like, I think, who was the asshole Maroon 5 guy who cheated uh, on his Adam Levine. It's yes. always an Adam. Let's be real. It's always an Adam. But it's like, look at him who had a Victoria's Secret wife. I don't know. I just feel like, I know. I wonder what she feels like. Like she's a Victoria's Secret model, and her husband was an asshole and cheated on her with like an Instagram model. So it just, it, I don't know. It's wild, and it. I don't. I guess my point is like, how? Why do we let men like that affect us? You know, like why let them take our confidence? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I hope she's doing well. If she's listening to this podcast, <laughs> I hope she's well. We love you, girl. Um. <laughs> I think that it's we. We, uh, for lack of better terms, we let them take our confidence because we need to learn that lesson and find the self-worth within ourselves without a man to accompany that, without the validation from an outside source so that we can then appreciate the the really good men when we do find them. And they are out there. There's so many of them out there. You guys, like if you're listening to this, shaking your head, being like, I don't know, bitch, where are they, Gabrielle? I ain't finding them. You're there's don't get triggered. There's something within you that is attracting the assholes into your life. One hundred percent. We need to shift that within ourselves to start attracting the good people. Mm-hmm. And no, the good people are not always boring. The good people are not always like not good looking. Like we are both here to tell you we have proof. We they have exist. found the unicorns exist. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you, you have go- to go to Australia. Sometimes you have to go to Australia. Sometimes you have to drunkenly have a night in Ibiza. So I'm just saying like. We love that. Yeah. You never know. Um, Okay. So I'm going to, I have a couple listener questions and we segued kind of perfectly into this talking about settling. Um, So she's saying, I met this amazing man who treats me like a queen and spoils me, but I'm not physically attracted to him. And because of hygiene reasons too. Mm. Am I being too shallow and rude? I was in a very toxic, unhealthy relationship with the father of my child for seven years. And now that I am dating again, I feel like I don't ever want to settle, but not sure if I'm making a mistake with this guy since he treats me so well. Ooh. Oh, that's hard because now my brain goes, I'm like, okay, what kind of hygiene issues? Right. If this right. is like, if this is like, oh, okay, like he doesn't brush his teeth within the first five minutes. I'm like, all right, you can ignore that. Okay. Like we all have morning breath, ignore that. But if it's like he never brushes his teeth, that might be an issue. So, I mean, I think it depends on that. But at the same, I don't know, because you want to be attracted to someone. But I will say the issue and look, my sister and I talk about this all the time to our mom. We're like, oh my God, we want this hot guy who's tall with abs. And she's like, at the end of the day, guys, all, when you're all that 80, shit fades. it fades. That that <laughs> yeah. goes away. But at the end of the day, you're going to want the guy who treats you well. So I think that maybe if, if this listener is listening, which hopefully she is, I would say like, at the end of the day, are you, you know, attracted to him? Obviously, you want to like sleep with him and like see him naked. That's part of relationship. But 
who do you want to be with when you're 80? Like when, when right. looks fade, when family comes and go, you just have that one person and he treats you right. Would you rather be with him or yeah. would you rather be with a guy who's really hot now? You want to like jump his bones all the time, but you don't want to spend the rest of your life with him. So right. I don't know. I would look at it in that way. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. To add on to that, I do think that you can find both. And I don't want people to slip into a, oh, this is the first guy I found that treats me really well and spoils me and like treats me like a queen. So I'm going to force myself to mm-hmm. think that this is it and this is enough. I think that that can be really dangerous. Um, the hygiene thing, I need a little more clarification on that. Same. (laughs) Openly communicate, be like, yo dude, like here's a great deodorant. Here's a great cologne figure it the fuck out. Um, but not being attracted to someone, it depends on what level, like I've had exes Mm -hmm. in the past where like, I, I didn't see them and be like, Oh my God, I want to jump his bones. But after getting to know him and his personality, he became really attractive to me. Um, So is it that type or is it just like you're never going to be into it? Because I do think that there needs to be some level of attraction to have a relationship um, in that capacity. But yeah, 100%, all of that shit is going to fade. So like what's most important to you at the end of the day? Like keep your checklist realistic and to what's important. Like we no longer care as much about the abs and the cool car. It's more about like how many therapy sessions have you gone to? What's your relationship like with your mom? (laughs) Yeah, precisely. I'm like, I'm thinking back about the amount of men that I've come across from like, yeah, they had great abs. And then it's like, "Mm, wait a second. Like, I think on my last podcast, I like talked about like the seven unhinged things that I learned in 2023. And I think coming in at number two was if a man looks you in the eye, this is, speaking of a man who had beautiful abs, but if he looks you in the eye and it's like, yeah, I cheated on my ex. And then just like blew through that. It's like, right. "Mm, Wait, 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 hang on. Maybe we don't want the abs at the end of the day. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll take less abs, more, um, internal moral clock. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) it's a little bit more self work, but you know, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Okay. Sorry that we're going to have to go back into this. But I have some things I want to say about this too. So this question is, is it frustrating that no one from MTV acknowledges what your ex did to you? I hate it. Mm, And I have something to say about this before you answer. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me with it. (laughs) Because we all know I'm I'm a challenge junkie and, you know, I'm I'm friends with a handful of people on the show, including Morgan, obviously. Um, But like, I know the history from a viewer's reality TV standpoint. Um, And I'm watching the current season. And... My girl, who I love dearly, Tori, shows up um, as one of the fucking like people that you have to beat um, in the elimination. And she looks at Mr. Rotten Fruit's current partner, who Mm. I guess they were still together when she went on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about this. And um, is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he's heartbroken. Um, And I look at, I'm like watching this and I look at Tay and I'm like, and we care why like it's like yeah it sucks to be cheated on but like bro what did you expect after like publicly and so like grossly treating someone beautiful and wonderful like that like did you think that that wasn't going to come back and bite you in the ass like um so yeah what how do you have feelings uh... around the fact that people are just like kind of let him skate by because of I guess who he is 
Right. I mean, it does at the end of the day. Yeah, it bothers me, but that it would bother anyone. Um, I feel like it used to bother me a lot more. Like I yeah. used to, I've talked about this in therapy so, so much. Um, but when it first happened, I used to feel the need for there to be justice. Like yeah. I really felt like that person was so awful <laughs> and did such bad, horrible things to not only me, but like I've had his exes reach out to me, like multiple women come to me being like, I went through the same thing. So this is right. not a one-time instance. I think if it was just me, I'd be like, oh, I'm heartbroken. Yeah. Like I can move on. Like whatever. No, this is like, just like not a good person. And I, I hate even saying that, but like, it is what it is at this point. I think everyone's well aware of it. And I used to feel like every time something would get brought up or he would get something or another show, like I felt like I opt to the point where there was like rumors that he was going to go on dancing with the stars. And I don't Stop. know why that like really triggered me. Cause I'm like, that is a family friendly show. That is like, <laughs> you have sitcom stars, you have Olympians. I was like, they are not about to bring not this the man, not the children, <laughs> like protect the children. Like it like really, really upset me. Like I lost sleep over this rumor. Again, it was yeah. a rumor. I also like to my mom's point, she was like, I don't think Dancing with the Stars would ever bring someone on who like, like if you Google him, like it's not necessarily the most like family friendly stuff. So she was like, right, I think right. you're fine. But it really bothered me. It's more like I almost wrote like an anonymous letter. Oh my God, <laughs> I Morgan, like, I love you. I was like, I have to find, I have to find the president of ABC and I have to write an anonymous letter, like Jersey Shore, like Snooky, like literally like, oh my God, dead. I was Do like, you know I how much I, res- I have so much respect for you for being able to just like openly say that. I, uh, like, it makes I, me I love mean, you so much more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so fucking endearing. <laughs> I'm like, well, again, like for those listening, if you're like, bitch, you're nuts. This was like right after the breakup. Okay. So like I was a fragile little butterfly. We are like, okay, now. And luckily, like I did not have to write an anonymous letter. I would say that now... I think I just find comfort in knowing that karma will take care of everything. Like I really, I used to feel the need to like have my say, make sure people knew that this person was a bad person. Like kind of have the last word. And I was like, this is getting me nowhere. In fact, it's only making me exhausted because at the end of the day, I have no control over a narrative. I have no control over that. All I know is like, look, I finally have realized like good will happen to good people and bad will happen to bad people. It might not look like that from the outside, but you have yeah. to really understand like from the inside. So yeah, like people send me stuff and everyone and their mom sent me the clip of like the cheating scandal and they, they everyone's like, oh, do you feel good? Like this is karma. And I'm honestly like, my response is like, I honestly don't care. Like, right. cool. Like, I don't know a lot about this girl. Do I think he was heartbroken? No. But again, I'm not there to like, actually, I don't know the ins and outs of that relationship. Yeah, I think the hardest is like seeing people that I'm friends with also be very close to that person. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a, it's a slippery slope. But I had Josh yeah. on my podcast who's very close with him. And, you know, I finally was just like, I want the best for my friends. And yeah. if that if the best for you is also being friends with someone else that I might not like love. Cool. Yeah. Like, you know, as long as you're happy, like it does, I get to choose who I associate with. I'm not going to associate with that person. But right. I mean, it is I what think- it is. I think that's really big of you. I went through an experience recent, uh, kind of recently um, where I was kind of on the flip side of that. Um, I had, I think you actually recorded your first episode when I was recording with my friend Carly Craig, who oh. went through this wild, like, I mean, 
insane. Like her ex was living like a complete double life. Like I listened to that episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was brutal. Um, and for a while I tried to stay friends with that person after because we were friends with both of them. Um, until it got to a point where like I started getting more and more information and more and more truth to the situation and was like, Oh, you're actually like a really terrible person. And like, I Mm. don't support any of this, but we still had a couple like friends that were friends with him and friends with Tay and I. And it got to a point where I was like really struggling. And this is like not even my ex. So like, yeah, I'm like once removed from the situation that you're dealing with. But I I was like, I can't like support and be friends with someone who knows like the truth about this person and is like excusing that behavior and still choosing to be friends with them. Because then who does that make me if I'm just like, cool, like, I guess you're you're accepting of shit behavior. But like, yeah, let's go get coffee. I was like, "Mm, it's just not the vibe for me, Um, especially after like what I've been through. So I think it's really difficult and commendable that you're able to like separate that to keep those friendships intact because that shit's hard, dude. It is. Well, and I I think what people forget, too, is reality TV friendships and that world is very different than real life. Right. So it's like, I think if my if you, for instance, were like, hey, I'm I'm going to dinner with Voldemort, I'd be like, oh, I'm never doing your podcast ever again. <laughs> like that is a very different situation than someone who it's like they yeah. film shows together. I've totally. done a show with you. Like it's like yeah. reality TV. I think that's why I like to separate myself so much. Yeah. I mean, everyone like I did challenge mania and people like lost their mind. By the way, like that was not by choice. I still do not love the challenge nor do I love MTV, but it's like, I don't know. Like I I don't necessarily mind, but after doing that, like I realized I'm like, Oh, this is why I choose to like take a step back because for sure I've been doing challenge mania. It was like, it was just like nonstop question, you know, about him and the show. And he's so prevalent. I'm like, ah, this is why I choose to step back. But I don't know. I, I will always support my friends from afar. Um, and if, if they can do reality TV, more power to them. It's just, you know, it's not for me. Will never be for me again. I love it. Okay, let's make a hard left away from the rotten fruit. How do you <laughs> find comfort in being single? Not that Ooh. you are right now, technically, maybe kind of whatever. We don't have to put a label on it. It's fine. But since you've been single for a good amount of time after yeah. a shitty relationship, how do you find comfort in being single? Man, it's... I actually love it. Like it, I really got to the point where I like enjoy being alone almost to where like, I don't know what the hell is going on in my life right now, but there's a man staying in my apartment. Okay. That's what you need to know. Um, <laughs> to the point where like, I don't know what I almost got to, I get a little freaked out at the idea of a relationship. Again, if it's a healthy one, you have independence, you have space. But when I tell you, I love being alone, but it took me a solid year to get to that point. So I would say you have to just force yourself out of your comfort zone. It it sounds scary. It it also sounds confusing. You're like, how do I do that? Just make a list of everything that you did not get to do in your relationship or that you want to do or a list of things that scare you. Like I have an ongoing list in my phone of things that just like terrify me. Um, And I really do try and make myself do those things. And I think once you can, one, you realize how much of a badass you are. Like Mm -hmm. you are so capable of doing all of those scary things. Then you realize how empowering it is to do it by yourself. You're like, whoa, 
I did that not with the man, not with the friend. I did that all by myself. And then yeah. after that, it just becomes addicting. Like it really does. Um, I even think sometimes I'm like, man, like, yes, I want a man. I, I love the the relationship aspects of like having a partner, but man, I love going on a trip by myself. And again, you yes. can do that when you're in a relationship, but if you're out there and you're single and you're feeling sad because you're comparing yourself to other people and your friends are in relationships, just remember you can do whatever the hell you want right now. And a lot of other people can't do that. So I feel like anytime, like I get kind of bummed and like in my feels, I'm like, man, another one of my friends just got engaged. Like that kind of sucks. It's like, I can go to Europe and go on a hot date with a man if I want to. So Amen, <laughs> girl. Like, yeah, really push yourself out of your comfort zone. And then I promise you'll, you'll start to thrive and you'll start to enjoy being single. And it's enjoying the different phases of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, like I look back on the time that I lived in my little one bedroom apartment by myself so fondly. Like I loved that little place and I loved being alone and having me time and getting to watch a movie at 2 p.m. in the afternoon because yeah. I don't have a normal job. And like, um, so yeah, I think finding the beauty in the different stages of your life is, mm -hmm. is a way to find comfort in whatever stage that you're in. Yeah. Um, Final, final listener question. Um, do you think the friend zone actually exists? Oof, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mainly because I look at people that I've gone on dates with that on paper are like so awesome and like someone you would really want to date. And I would have to wrap my brain around, why don't I like them? Like they'd be such an awesome partner. Like they right. are everything that you would want in someone to date. But like, I really do think the friend zone exists. And I, yeah. once you fall into that, you just, I really don't think that you can get out. Maybe you can. I know for me personally, um, I can't. So it, it's a slippery slope. The second I start getting like friend zone feelings, I know it's game over. Um, yeah. But I'm also like a zero to 100 kind of girl. Like it's mm -hmm. either like, oh my God, I'm like in love with you or I want to be buddies with you. Like there's no in between, but yes. I definitely do think it exists. Okay. And then this is my personal question. We've talked about like how we sometimes self-sabotage mm -hmm. with when things are going good and we're a little scared about it. What do you think you can do moving forward to not self-sabotage situations or like the situation or like <sighs> the lump? How are we going to not sabotage the Gabrielle! <laughs> I didn't come on here for therapy. Um, okay. Um, this is a good question. And it's also like something I actually need to address, man. But like, I really don't have the answer to that because it's something I think about all the time. I'm like, how you need to stop doing this. I honestly just think communicating. I think the yeah. second those feelings come into your head, you need to vocalize it. Because I yep. think my issue is the feelings will come in and I'll sit on them. I will let them fester and they only get worse. Yeah. So it's like, I'll have one tiny little thought. And instead of just communicating it and then being like, oh, here's what I'm doing. Like they made me feel better. I'll let it sit for like a week. And that one tiny thought snowballs into like a million thoughts. And then, well, it just and then you worse. have like a, then you have like a full on story going on in your head and you're like, oh. well, he hates me. I might as well just like pack my shit, leave right. and like move to a different place and never speak to him again. Right. And they're like, wait, because I said, do you want a sandwich? Like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> 100%. And it's like, it's little things that other people are like, this is nothing. And in your head, it goes from 
that little like, yeah, like he looked at me wrong asking if I want a sandwich to like, oh my God, I need to go into witness protection and like change my name and like <laughs> never speak to them ever again. So yeah, I it's it's communicating. And but with that, that takes a level of like vulnerability and it's scary. Oh my yeah. God. I think that's what makes it hard for me. Again, this is also links back to a previous relationship where communication was actually a terrifying thing. Like right. bringing up something. Like I still get that feeling like it would cause anxiety. I would sweat Um, my like my heart would start racing because anytime I would say something, I was met with you're dumb. Yeah, it's not true. You're crazy. Why are you asking me that? So yeah. now it's like when I start to say something, I almost pull back because I don't want to deal with that reaction. But again, not everyone's like that. So yeah, forcing yourself to communicate instantly also think like journaling <laughs> if i could get everything out like all the self-sabotaging thoughts out on paper and like maybe right. see it and be like oh this actually is kind of crazy um yeah. i think that would be helpful but yeah i think yeah at the end of the day communication's everything and if i've learned anything from like whatever long distance whatever you want to call this situation thing it's just that like communication helps it, yeah. it only makes things easier. It's never, ever going to make your life more difficult. It will only bring you clarity Yeah, at the end of the day. 100%. Um, I want to circle back as we finish to something you said at the top of the show, which was like feeling anxiety over, oh my God, there's 365 days. And like, what do I, like, what am I going to accomplish? What am I going to do? I'm so big into like manifesting, like write down mm -hmm. your fucking dreams, know what you want to do, like decide you're going to accomplish some shit. But there's also so much value that I have found now in this new chapter of my life of like living in the presence. Because mm. so many times I have looked at my schedule or like my week coming up and it's like, get my checklist done. Like, what am I, you know, like, what do, where do I have to go? Where do I have to be? And you miss moments. Like you miss moments yep. when you're looking towards what the next thing is. And it's difficult for type A people like us to just stop and enjoy the present and be in the moment. Yep. And I think that's one thing this year. I didn't even sit down and do resolutions this year. I just like internally knew I wanted to like make some me shifts. And one of mm -hmm. them was to learn to enjoy to be in the moment. Um, yep. Like, do we need to get all of the Christmas decorations put up in this one afternoon? No, but we need to enjoy the process. So let's yeah. like make sure we're making those memories and like spending that time together, even if it doesn't like get finished and it spills over to another day. Stuff like that. Like yeah. really just being present in the moment. So for wherever this, wherever this uh, lump story is heading, um, I think if you can just try and stay in the present moment and like be with yourself and like yeah. know that it's like lessons and learning and like don't be afraid to let the outcome be magical because right. why not right and that's so funny that you brought all that up so my word of the year's journey and the reason mm -hmm. i chose it is like the phrase i kept going back to was like enjoy the journey don't focus so much on the destination yeah. and that's what i do like i really am like hey where am i going like oh i'm looking I'm already looking at 2025. I'm like, all right, where am I living? Yeah. Like, do I do, do we need green cards? It's like, bitch, calm down. Like, literally but also, <laughs> get on the plane and move to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, literally calm down. It's, yeah, but it's like, if you're constantly looking at the end of the year or what destination you're supposed to be at, you're 
literally making yourself miserable. You're missing all the joy in the present moment. And yeah. I've, I've kind of found myself doing that. Like I've been having a blast this whole entire week, but it's like, oh man, I could be having even more fun and enjoying it 10 times more if I wasn't like, okay, like now we've got five days left and now we right. have four days left. Like what's going to happen after those three days? It's like, put something down. on the schedule. I need yeah. to know when the next time exactly. I'm seeing your face and your abs are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. Especially, you know, being anxious and like, a type A people like we are like I really do get that so people that are listening like it's so much easier said than done but it's something to be conscious of mm -hmm. and work towards I think absolutely so join us in enjoying the journey yes what great word if anyone else wants to copy that word but be my guest I'm gonna be putting on a sweatshirt and it will be sold soon fuck yes so. <laughs> I love it um if you guys aren't following Morgan already I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your lives um go check out her <laughs> podcast we did a swap this this uh <gasps> this first of the year so if you enjoyed this one there's one of me talking like a crazy person and unhinged on her fabulous <laughs> podcast um and we're, uh, I guess I, we didn't talk about if we were going to like publicly announce this, but like, since we're just unhinged oh, today, yeah. we're overlapping in Portugal in June. So if you're on Morgan's trip or if you're on my trip, we're going to have a fucking pool party. <laughs> so excited, dude. Literally. I so cannot fun. wait. I cannot wait. It makes yes. me feel better that like you will be in the same country as me when I take my 10 month old international God fucking help me. <laughs> Gabrielle, you are a superstar. I can't even pat for myself. So I cannot fathom bringing a 10 month old, but let me tell you, your 10 month old is a badass. So start him he young. Is, man. He is man. World traveler. <laughs> here we go. All right, girl. I love you. Thank you for being here. It's love always such you. a fucking joy. Bye. I absolutely love having Morgan on this show. She is welcome anytime. I think this is our fourth episode that we've done um, over the past couple years. And uh, we did a swap this week. So if you want some more Morgan and Gabrielle vibes, um, because we will not be starting that show in the foreseeable future, unfortunately, <laughs> um, then you can go to her awesome podcast, Your Internet Best Friend, which is so good, uh, and check out the one that we recorded on her show. We talk about our ins and outs of what we're leaving behind in 2023, what we're getting started in 2024. There's some really great listener questions that her audience sent in. Um, and we talk about how different our New Year's Eve's looked with me momming it so hard at home and her out being ratchet uh, in a sparkly jumpsuit. I love you guys so much. Thank you for joining me. I will see you next week. All right, FMLers, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're loving the show, drop us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone or the podcast page at FML Talk Podcast. For all the merch and books signed personally by me, you can shop the FML line on eatprayfml.com. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. 
we will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.